foot walks in Baltimore with empty pocketbook. Hey, 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 everybody. It's time for your Browns Friday fumble. Fall on it. Don't try to pick it up and run. My name is Dave. I am Dylan. And we are here uh, on, <laughs> yeah, this is a little weird. It's yeah, a it is. victory Saturday. Victory yes. Saturday. It's a long week. It's a long week. We're on Monday Night Football this week. And just like when there's a holiday before your trash day, everything gets pushed back one day. Everybody knows. Because even the trash guys need a day off. You know, you don't expect the trash guys to work on Memorial Day or Labor Day or Thanksgiving. So, yeah. you know, honestly, Dave, and I'm going to take a stand on this. Give them an extra day. Yeah, I wish they would, but they don't. Dylan, what's your what's your what's your trash day? Trash day Wednesday. So it's so Tuesday night in essence. Right, right. Mine is a mine is a Thursday uh, Wednesday night. Yep. And I used to it used to be a Monday. And oh, they did a switcheroo on you. They switch the one day uh we got a a letter in the mail from our trash company. Uh-huh. And they said, "You know what? We're tired of your shit. We're not being your trash company anymore." Mm-hmm. And then the next day we got another letter from a new trash company that said, "Good news. We want your shit. We're now your trash company." They dropped off a can. And hey, now and said, that hey. is convenient. Yeah, it that was those co- two events lined up. Very, I we lucked out first of all. So I used to not when we when we got the Monday trash day. I was like, I don't like this. So, you know, it's the beginning of the week. That but, yeah, that sounds terrible. But we grew accustomed to it. You get all that weekend trash. You as you get, do. You get the food. The food you out of the start fridge. The week fresh. Yeah, it was amazing. And then all of a sudden. I'm flipped around to a Thursday trash day. Jeez. So you do, so like with yard work, you do a bunch of yard work. You got your lawn clippings. Uh-huh. Uh, you got your leaves. You got to put them in the bags and put them out there. That was great yep. when it was Monday. Uh-huh. You just take them out there the same Saturday you collect now, them. Now you're just soaking in it. But then now you do all that stuff on Saturday. Then, then you got six bags of leaves in your garage for four days. Yeah. Dylan, what uh-huh. is this? I, I'm getting used to it, but you know what? I don't know. But it, but these trash guys, back to the main point, they deserve a day. So they Thursday, deserve two. Thursday, this week, because of Monday Night Football, Thursday got dropped back to Friday. So um, now it's now it's clearly Saturday. So now, well, that was my trash, but then I found out they didn't pick up my trash because they don't observe Monday Night Football as a holiday, or maybe they will next week. Well, hopefully. But. Anyway, as Friday Fumble is concerned, it's Saturday. So Saturday yeah. Fumble, you're listening to this on a Saturday. <clears throat> yep. It comes out on a Saturday. Yep. And Dylan, it was it is a victory Saturday. But a- absolutely. Abs- I'm so pumped. Dave. But just I don't know why, just like last week, Dylan, it's another just shallow shallow victory wow. uh if you ask me. Okay, okay. Dave, I can't this is exactly what you were asking for, man. You you wanted you wanted a pretty win. You got a big signature one over a quality opponent. They stepped up to the challenge in a big way. You know what it reminded me of? It was kind of like when the Cowboys almost ran us out of the building. Yeah, Dylan, that's great and all, but did you did you happen to catch the second half of the game? 
She happened to catch the final score of the game. Okay, here we go. They were forced to hang on for dear life once again because this team doesn't know how to win, Dylan. That's something you got to do in the NFL. In this league, you got to know how to win. Dave, this team doesn't Dave, know how to win. Dave, we won. We did win. But barely, Dylan. I'm surprised you of all people are willing to accept this mediocrity out of the team, the coach, and especially, especially Baker Mayfield. I just don't okay. know how... All right. Dave, you're way out of line here, okay? Baker was fantastic. He got FedEx Air Player of the Week this week. For Christ, He had four touchdowns, for Christ's sake, Dave. First of all, that, fine. Uh, but you know FedEx this time of year, around Christmas? It sucks. Everything is backed up. Nothing ships on time. Just they're overwhelmed. So their awards right now, I got to imagine they're not devoting a lot of resources to picking the right quarterbacks to win the Air Player of the Week. They got the B team member on it, the seasonal worker picking it. That's he looked at some stats, threw him. Yeah, give it to Baker Mayfield. You know, but Dylan, here's the problem. Baker, yeah, yeah, he threw for four touchdowns. Uh, but the problem is those were all in the first half, Dylan. Okay, uh, what's what's the problem with that? That's serious. That's I mean, well, there's what two. Does that make? There's two halves in a game, Dylan. Did you look at his second half numbers? They're just atrocious. Zero touchdowns. You're on pace for eight touchdowns. You melt down halfway home. You do nothing. Well, it's a disgrace. It's inexcusable, if you ask me. You're on it. You know, you got 38 points at halftime. You're on pace to win this game, 80 to 14. Okay, all right, that's that's obnoxious. Where where is this number coming from? Well, it's called math, Dylan. Uh, you got thirty eight in the first half, so you can get that in the second half. That's not a problem. Plus, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones had the old chicken drop, cost us four points. You got to pick up those four in the second half as well. That gets eighty points within reach. And then you and your wonderful, handsome head coach, he took his foot off the pedal, his eye off the ball, his hand off the throttle, his ear off the ground, his nose off the grindstone, his knee off the throat, his finger off the pulse, and his face up, ass down on this one, Dylan. We barely held on, and we had to endure another embarrassment in Cleveland. Dave, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I've ever seen an NFL team score that many points. I mean, that's like a cow. That's like a, a like a division one division three college blowout. And, and Dave, the game wasn't as close as the score showed. I mean, the Browns were dominating most of the game and even all the way through the fourth quarter. I mean, you know, Dylan, I, I know you and I were from, from different generations. Obviously there's a big age gap between us. So obviously our, our, our experience coming up is different, you and me. I don't know how you do it, but uh, for me, there's only one score I believe in, and that's the score, okay? I'm not talking about giving everybody a trophy here, Dylan. Scoreboard! It's inexcusable, and the fact that you want to give the Browns another pass on this, I, I really just don't know what to say. We're going to need to talk after the helmet hit, and and see if we should continue this podcast.
Okay, Dave. Well, I'm glad we worked that out. Um, I'm just going to go into it here. I, I've been holding on to this for just about as long as I can manage. I've got to spill the sauce finally and talk about the Browns' ability to keep the offense fully chubbed through the full 60 minutes. You know, it's impressive, Dylan. It's just the amount of stamina on display week in, week out. I'm just watching these guys pound away for the first three quarters and thinking there's no way in hell this chub is lasting for another drive. For him, Dave? This this guy just reaches down and almost switches to another level. Like, I don't know, maybe he starts thinking about baseball or like maybe it's like a Bo Jackson kind of, or maybe his grandma. Or it, he's fo- he's trying to focus on something else, obviously, just to, not to finish so soon, which, I mean, for him, that's already 45 minutes in. And that's the key, but he's definitely built different. I mean, I could tell why the Georgia Bulldog moms were all telling us how much we were going to like him after draft night and night after night. I just know for me, Dave, thrusting up the middle over and over and over and over like that, I'm I'm just looking at a couple of ball touches and I'm completely spent. This stud, Dave, he's averaging 16 ball touches a game before a fourth quarter completion. That's what's so impressive. And, and you know what, Dylan? He knows where the edge is. He can find the edge. He knows it. He feels it when he approaches it, and he cuts back. Uh, knows how to just like you know when he he could have he could have finished that run. He knew to step away, step back, step out on the edge. Right, he right. just knows it's right. And I I know you weren't a fan of that play, but I mean, look, Dave, when he took hold of that ball, pumped his legs deep inside Houston territory, then reeled back on the edge and pulled out just before scoring. That, my friend, that is a master of the craft at work. And I, you know, I just, I just wish I could hold on to my excitement with a little more discipline like that. Just watching this guy every week, you know? You know what? You're right. And, and one of the keys to me is are there bigger backs out there? Of course. Yeah. But guess what? I don't need a giant back just pounding and pounding and pounding inside. I need a back who knows what he's doing. I need him to hit the right spots and not be afraid to slow down to hit the hole just right. It's all about positioning and timing, and the way Chubb handles himself makes his fourth quarter finishing all the more explosive. Yeah, I, I mean, nothing more to say except, uh, you know, th- that's a real master Chubb we got. Master Chubb. <laughs> it's time for a little bit of Browns news from www.clevelandbrowns.com slash news so uh i i know you saw this one dave uh miles garrett uh pulls the anticipated man of the year nomination this week i mean we saw this coming obviously in part for his impassioned response well first he's he he does the thing that's bringing water to to impoverished people across the globe he's working in his community and Dylan, uh, there's other one one other thing that he's really handling, kind of regionally. It's not really local, but it's kind of regionally. Yeah, very much in a regional sense. Um, his impassioned response uh, definitely earned him this nomination. His impassioned response to racist little Weasley quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's a real nice guy. Oh, super nice. 
right? Let me scroll down here. Looks like uh, this is actually on the Cleveland Browns Instagram. They put a story here. It looks like it looks like Emily Mayfield is absolutely killing it in spin class. When she clips in, you know she's about to power up a hill climb with no rest for any tap back nonsense. It's all business in the saddle for that one. Let me see here. Oh, oh, gosh, this one. I forgot about this one. So apparently Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are living together now, so that's nice. Uh, Kareem's got dishes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, while um, while Nick handles the common areas then. Uh, then they swap Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It It's a good system so far. I mean, saving a lot of strain. Yeah, and that keeps both both backs interested in the dishes on their mm-hmm. other days. And they're also not going to complain. Like, I know they're both just such good roommates. Right. That, yeah, did we have spaghetti on Monday and the dishes are a little bit harder? Yeah. But nobody's nobody's complaining about it, you know? You know it's coming out in the wash. You, you know, know on, it's you know coming on, out in the wash. On Thursday is taco night. That nacho cheese is not fun to clean. But oh, my gosh. They're just, they just handle it. They're, they're excellent. They're excellent uh, roommates and... They're just great to have together. Oh, oh, here's one. Uh, fuck Stephen A. Smith. All right, Dave, it's time for the Sendejo Spotlight. Sendejo Spotlight again. Winner this week, Dylan, of the coveted Drew Gooden Award for turnovers that don't count with two. Andrew Sendejo, uh, boy... You know, he did not stop balling out just because we went down to Nashville. No, no God. The Sendejo strategy against the Titans was nearly intercept every ball, but don't because we need those sack numbers to justify Miles Millions. And guess what, Dylan? It worked perfectly. <laughs> it certainly did. It certainly did. We do need to. We feel obligated. We have to mention those eight Sendejo spectacle tackles on the day. Uh, and, and Dave, honestly... The defense seems to finally be playing up to the Sendejo standard, and I'm here for it. And you know what, Dylan? I think the defense has realized that, as we said last week, you got to maximize the Sendejo window. You got to yes. realize how big it is, how to get it is through, now, how to climb through it. But you got to. It's just you have to. And I appreciate that the Browns were not afraid to go out and get. Redrick Rompson, Cedric Thompson, Tedrick Thompson as a, a a free agent pickup. It's like you got to spend now to be in that Sandejo window because that's going to exactly. end someday. At some point, well, Sandejo is going to yes. retire at the top and just you're going to retire the number 23 and yep. you're going to just look back and ask what could have been if you don't maximize it now. Well, and honestly, Dave, honestly, time is a construct, but that's not a conversation for right now. Uh, because it's a construct, but also when they when they retire that twenty three, Dave, it's actually going to affect all teams in the region, and so you're going to see that twenty three hanging up at oh, Rocket Mortgage yeah. Fieldhouse. Yeah, yeah, for you're sure. See it hanging up at uh, Progression Field. Uh huh. Core Progression Field. Yeah, and it, you're going to see it down uh, where it's supposed to be. Yep, down on Cleveland Brown Street. At Cleveland Brown Stadium. 
Hey, this is Hugh Jackson, and now it is time to know your foe. Back to you, Dave and Dalen. All right. Thank you, Hugh. It is time to know your foe. And, uh, hey, hey, Baltimore, uh, I checked out your game uh, the other day. First of all, um, you guys having some money problems? Because not only were you not able to get uh, the rights to your own field on a regular football night, you had to go with the cheaper option to play on a Tuesday. Like, did they give you some money off using the stadium for that? Like, did you just say you were going to practice for a couple hours or something and then just held a scrimmage? Like, and, and then secondly, did you not pay your electric bill? Dylan, did you see this? Yeah. My God. Uh, I mean, it it's embarrassing for anyone, but particularly, I mean, come on, you're an NFL franchise. I mean, it looks like they finally got some fans to show up. Uh, not a lot. They didn't move at all. If you notice, yeah. they were there, but they weren't active. They were just sitting there. Uh, yeah. Some of them making weird faces. Some of them wearing weird outfits, but they just kind of sat there. And well, then, it seemed like there was a real positive response. Yeah. A real positive response. Everybody's just showing up positive. Yeah, everyone's on, showing up positive cases. to the game because Baltimore has been getting so many cases thrown their way. Yeah, um, and it's you know it's community work. I understand. Well, you know? and actually, that community work got brought up right before their game uh, on Tuesday night football, America's favorite night of football. Uh, Des Bryant. Uh, I guess this is just what I've been able to piece together here. I guess he got a very important case right before the game. Uh, I guess it was somewhat of a surprise. Um, They said that. Hold on. Did they? Is this? Are we talking like a like a deal or no deal situation? No, no, no. Uh, Well, I guess I guess there was sort of like it because it was a secure case, I think, because he had some test results. Uh, for one of his crime cases that he was working on. And okay. so this said that, it, I'm guessing, again, I'm piecing it all together. There was not a lot yeah. of information on it. Must have been from the crime lab, and they got a positive ID on the suspect. You know, So he, went to, he had to contact uh, that guy and then trace him, and they said, hey, he's going to deal with that case. He's not going to play tonight. We got plenty of wide receivers. We're doing our running no quarterback offense anyway. Um, and we'll get to that later. But yeah, they just said, you know what? That's you don't worry about it tonight. Go work on your case. Go find that positive yeah. uh uh case and deal with that. I mean, look, kudos. Okay. I mean, we, I know that we 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 trash on them <laughs> we, a lot. My gosh, we we jab, we uh, poke. Yeah. Well, and you know what? We, we hear at the Friday, we hear at the Saturday fumble. We uh, because of the the things he's doing for the community, we decided to take a look at his uh, illustrious Ravens career. Yes. And yes. so we are going to go ahead, and we ranked. All four of Des Bryant's career receptions as a Raven. Uh, I'll start Dylan with an honorable mention. Oh yes, yes. Gosh, we. I mean, we would be remiss. He, it, it didn't technically count. He was super close to catching like this nine yarder. 
Uh, it got ruled incomplete, but man, had he made this catch, man, it would have been totally sweet for sure. Gosh, I got the butterflies just just thinking about oh, it. Oh man, if talking. he would have pulled that one in. Yeah. Number four, Dave. This was an actual catch. Um, this was a, a screen pla- a screen pass for a crucial four yards on a first and ten from the Ravens' own twenty-five. So that set him up for. I mean, that's a two and six. Oh yeah, man. That's that's a it's. It's setting yourself up for third and short, which is what you want to do. That's what you want to do when you're a run-only defense. Number three, number three, another screen pass, another crucial bit of yards. This time, Dylan, he's improving five yards. It was a big play. Really got him going. Yeah. Let's just jump to number two here. Uh, another screen pass. Um this was uh, some more yards this time three, but uh, you know not as many as before, obviously. But look, he got them within two yards of a first down. So situationally, this was a very important screen pass. Yeah, and then number one, obviously, you know it. The, the oh, minute everybody, knows the minute it. we everybody. said Des Bryant Ravens, you're like, oh, this one. It was all over the news, ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, CBS Sportsline. Mm-hmm. Um, Bleacher Report football, f- football Gridiron. focus graded this one of the best catches that's ever happened. Cleveland, the Atlantic, yeah, um, the, the sport, the Pacific, the Sports Atlantic. Uh, Pal Allen wrote a big column about it. Uh, Anthony Discostini wrote a big column about it, kind of lamenting that we don't have a player like him. Anyway, it was that one of the place ra- a ball like that. Yeah, it's one of the rare Ravens passes. Uh, it kind of appeared to be sort of a broken play where where Dez was kind of just, it seems, obviously it wasn't. It was a well-designed route executed perfectly by Dez, but obviously. it did appear that he just kind of was wandering around in the flat. And, uh, you know, uh, Lamar found him uh, at about the line of scrimmage, so it was about a zero-yard reception until he turned on the jets for some serious yak 16 big yards everyone going crazy he proved i'm back and as long as my police work doesn't get in the way i'm gonna continue to be back yeah and it's it's all about that yak factor Mm -hmm. now unfortunately the 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 police work has gotten in the way uh we don't know if he's gonna be back for for next week's Tuesday night football, which will be played on Monday night because the Browns are paying for the stadium. Got it on the good night, but we'll, we'll have to see. Now, Dave, I think a lot of people are probably asking what's different. Yeah. I mean, we've been down this road before we lost to the Ravens in week one. How, why are you so confident now that the Browns are going to be able to handle themselves and, what what'd you find out about that, Dylan? Because I tasked you with this, so I would hope you would. Yes, yes, and I have a full report right here in front of me, and I'm just going to go for it here if you're ready to receive. Uh, I mean, the Browns, first of all, they aren't playing in their first NFL game under new coaching staff, okay? It's, and, it's kind of a big deal. And uh, the other thing is, Dave, a couple, uh, a couple new sort of uh, wrinkles in, in Baltimore's game. The Ravens have decided to go the way of the future and emulate New Orleans and Denver and just play without a quarterback completely. 
Um, that's why they're going with running back Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Uh, it seems like a controversial choice uh, when you got RG three sitting right there. He's right there, your and you're like, available, are you just healthy? Not, are you just not going to throw it? Because I see uh, RG three over yeah, there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like the Sandejo window, Dave. Mm-hmm. That RG three window. Yeah. How long is it open? You never know with RG 3s window. You literally when, never know. It could be over like that. And when one RG3 window closes, you know, you know when God Cousins cl- windows opens. When God closes an RG3 window, Kirk Cousins kicks in the fucking door. But Della, they've seen they've watched a little bit of tape because you know, the the Browns aren't the only team to approve over the years. Uh over the course of a season, they've watched some tape. They can see that the Browns might give up some rushing yards. Yeah, they're gonna try to they're gonna try to exploit that weakness by going all running back. Um, and we'll just have to see. Will it pay yeah. off? We'll we'll see. I mean, up next, we're gonna predict this, but we'll just have to see what happens. <laughs> all right, Dylan. We just gave a bunch of information to the listeners about. What's going on out there in Baltimore with their financial problems? They're running run first offense. And you know, one one type of of person uh would say, well, scientifically, you've uh you you know the answer to what's gonna happen in this game because you've run this experiment before. Right. Browns, Ravens, week one, Ravens win 38 to six. Like, why would it be any different this time? Um, But I think I'm starting to realize that it might be different this time. And I'm going to base this on a couple of things I saw in the last few games here. And that's that's the Browns offense is really performing at a high level. And if I average the Browns' score from the last four games, Dylan. Okay. Uh, do you know how to calculate an average? Okay, so I'm gonna I think I take the sum of them all and then divide them by the number of inputs. Is that what we're doing? That is correct. Um, okay. If you right. average Hold out on. the I amount of points, if you average out the amount of points that the Browns have gotten over the last four games. They're scoring 23 points a game. And Cody Parkey has been automatic this year. So I'm saying he's going to sneak you one more field goal on that. I think the Browns are going to put up 26 points this week. You want to average what the Browns have given up on defense the last four weeks? Let's do it, shall we? Shall we? Yeah, I'll do it right now. I got an app that can handle that. I, I don't. I don't. Well, the Browns have given up an average of 21 points. Okay. But Miles Garrett, after he was forced to sit out uh, for, I guess, being his attitude was too good. Uh, He was too positive. They made him stay home, you know, kind of cool him off a little bit. He's coming back with... More energy and stamina with, because with his contacts, his contacts are back. I'm saying that that's going to net them 
at least at least taken one of their touchdowns and turn it into a field goal. You know what I mean? A big yeah. third down stop that makes them settle for three. And I think that's going to put the Ravens at 17, dog. These, these, this is big stuff, Dave. I, I am going to have to – I am inclined to agree with you and for one reason and one reason only. Okay? Yeah? What's what's that reason? Um, There was a team that tried to go run first on us last week. Yeah, they did. And I'm going to tell you one thing. They had to go run second. That was their second option. It is true. And you're right. And it did not work out for them. I mean, they almost – they almost got us, but they didn't. You're right. In the end, you're right. I will concede that they did not get us. 26-17, Cleveland Browns win. 26-17, Cleveland Browns win. And I don't know about you, Dylan. I believe in science. You know? I'm not one of these people who's going to go out there and look at a calculator, type in some numbers, and go, I don't believe that. Because guess what? Calculators are machines, and machines are never wrong. And we're using calculator machines to calculate this score for you and then adding our football knowledge to that to produce the result that's going to happen in this game. And that's where, while I do believe in science, I do believe that humans need to kind of direct that science in whatever direction it needs to go because machines can't learn, Dylan. Machines can't learn. So what you need to do... Machines aren't people, Dave. Machines don't have heart. No, you don't have heart. And so, let this be... You know, this well, this was supposed to be a segment, Dylan, where I predicted a football game. But I'm I'm about to give some life lessons to some Please people do. right now. Please do. They obviously need it. The way science needs to work is you need to pick a conclusion that you feel best matches your worldview... And then kind of work backwards from there, play yep. with the data enough to get it to say what you need it to say. Then, and look, hey, when some, what if the data doesn't work, Dave? Well, it doesn't matter because you people are only going to read the headline, Dylan. God, you're so smart. Studies show Browns win 26-17. God, you're so smart. Thank you. You know, Dylan, thank you. All right. Thank you for listening this week. Thank you to Carrie Ryan for our ending theme. Thank you to Twitter for having us on Twitter at Friday Fumble. Dylan, thanks, somebody. Uh, thank you to the uh, 9 and 3 group message. Hooray, 9 and 3 group message. I will not say the name of the former name of the group message. <laughs> it involves Phil Dawson. All right. Thank you for listening. My name is Dave. I'm Dylan. And this has been your Browns Friday Fumble. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying, yeah. Partying, partying, yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend.
What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.